Hello all, this is Blonde Haired Girl. It's nearly four in the morning and I woke up and I wanted to do a meditation. And I start to meditate and all of these uh, thoughts just start flooding in about somebody very significant to me. So, I haven't talked about her in so long. I actually, I, I, I think that she probably comes to mind every day of my life. However, sometimes <clears throat> I don't really linger on the memory of and the significance that she had to me throughout, but also in the summer of 2018. And that is my niece. I, I, my niece passed away in 2012. Very suddenly, uh, she passed away in a, in a motorcycle accident. I had always, well, actually, I, I'm just going to say that I, I was really closeted my whole life, nearly my whole life. I was very closeted about myself because I, I knew on some level that who I was would not be well received, especially by my family members. Especially, and most importantly, the people that were the closest to me. Uh, I, I just knew, I mean, I was raised a Catholic, but by the time that it even mattered, my sisters had both left Catholicism and were both what I would consider fundamentalist Christians. So they believe in a literal interpretation of the Bible. And they go to that type of church and they believe in that type of morality. And they also do not believe that there is any connection between what they would call the living and the dead. They believe that all of that type of interaction between living and dead people is like satanic. In fact, they believe a lot of things are satanic. <laughs> Including me at this point. <laughs> I think one of my sisters is not as bad as the other one, but the other one had basically accused me of being a witch. So, um, anyway, but I knew, I knew that in coming, like, if I were to, like, really tell people who I was, they would, um, I would really be ousted from the group. Um, I, and for years, I just really suppressed, uh, I suppressed things. I, um, I sort of knew that, um, 
But, you know, when I really think about it, there was this distinction between that happened right around the time where she passed away. Um, my life just dramatically changed. Uh, but one of the first things that changed, well, I mean, I was in such a horrible state of grief when she passed away. I can't, um, I have lost like quite a few people in my life. I, I don't know why, but I just have had, we've had a lot of grief. Um, and I don't know why it's been like that for my family, but, um, but this one was, I, I don't even know how to describe it. I, it was, it was almost as if I, my heart was just so broken that I, I couldn't function and it felt like my heart was just, um, like literally damaged and was not pumping like blood the same through my, my body. I mean, I don't know how to describe it, but I, I felt so such grief that I knew that I had to, I knew I was going to feel grief, but I knew that I could not continue to feel the grief to the level that I did and be able to live. It wasn't sustainable with life the way that I was feeling. And so I decided that it wasn't time for me to leave the planet. So I, I just said, okay, I, put a cap on it. You're only allowed to feel this bad <laughs> and not this bad. I mean, it just, it's just what I had to do. Um, but I'm, I think that I may have shared this in a podcast, but I want to share it again. Uh, so about, um, the Easter before my niece passed away, I had gone down to, to visit my family for Easter. My one of my sisters had had a gathering and we were sitting at the table and my my sister and brother-in-law were, I used to call it going after my mother again. They were going after my mother because she's Catholic and she believes in saints. And, and I, I, piped in very unpopularly and I said well I talk to dead people every day and honestly the entire table cleared they just stood up and walked away and so th there was this this clear divide in our family like our family really didn't survive this one um the, okay so then she she let me go back so then she passes away like a few months later and and uh and we um all of a sudden i i start hearing her like pretty clearly she starts to talk to me and I'm like 
I'm like, well, this can't be you because you don't believe in this. And she said, I do now. And so she really starts to like talk to me and um and that was back in 2012. And so my life starts to change dramatically. I mean, I I completely changed everything about my life. I uh I decided that I was not going to live the way that I lived before. And so I was able to, by, I call it the grace of God, get off of a, of Paxil, Paxil in particular, an antidepressant. Um, I do not recommend other people getting off of an antidepressant, but it was important for me to do that for myself. So I get myself off this antidepressant, which was, I don't even know how to describe how awful that experience was for me. Uh, <laughs> it was it was just awful. I I suffered horribly for months. I think it was I think I would call it about nine months of being in utter hell. Um, and then I started to little by little by little feel better, uh, but it just I just suffered. It was, uh, the only way I know how to describe it is that it felt like I was in a panic attack for nine months. It was, oh my gosh, it was just terrible. Um, and then I emerged and I started feeling better and, uh, and my life was just different. And I started to, to have these, um, events. Uh, but anyway, then fast forward to the summer of 2018. So the summer of 2018, I have this really actually quite traumatic thing happen where I, I, I don't have a job. So I, something had happened at the place that I was working and I, just that job had just really gone south and I, I, um, and then my marriage falls apart. I mean, just complete, like falls completely apart. And, and, and at the same time, I also find out that I really do not have any support system whatsoever for myself. Like I don't have any friends that I could really like depend on in this type of pinch. I mean, I I did, but I kind of didn't. And I was just really, uh, it was really like something else. So I'm, I go to bed one night and I'm just in utter despair. I mean, I just was like, I'm just like, I just didn't even know what to think or do or anything. So I go to bed and I wake up in the middle of the night. And I don't know how to describe it, but I will try. Um, It felt almost like I was levitating on my bed. Um, And... 
I felt this enormous sense of love. Like, of just enveloped in this enormous sense of the love of the divine, the, the, of divinity. And I'm just, I was just different after. I, I don't remember how long I was up during this mini episode of bliss, but I then fell back to sleep. And when I woke up the next day, I was just different. I was, it was like I woke up a completely different person than what I had gone to sleep as. And I started to have these like really weird, um, imp- I call them impressions. It's like I get this impression. Sometimes they're visual. Sometimes they're just kind of auditory. I get these messages. Um, and my niece was really so integral in all this. She was like, and so I had I had done this thing where I I don't know why, but I was led to my my father's thesis. And my niece, the December before, the Christmas before she passed away, she had had my dad's thesis put into a book um, in a, in a uh, print company called Blurb, which is the same print company that I use for my books. And I do that because of Chantel, my my niece that had um had had his thesis. So I go and I, I'm looking at his thesis and I find this it was really, really strange. My niece had put my dad as a copyright and herself. So she put my dad and herself as the copyright. And at this point, both of them had passed away for, my dad had passed away in 89. Like It was the weirdest thing. She put my dad as the pop copyright. Somebody who was, had passed away years ago. Like, what, like, I just, um, I just didn't understand that. And I, I, but this was the weirder thing. So somehow I have all of my cell phones. I I never sent my cell phone back for to be refurbished or whatever. I just always held on to my cell phones. It sort of has this chronicle of my life. <laughs> and I had opened this one and I don't even know why. I I had opened this one and my niece had sent me something. She had sent me something really, really weird. It, and it was, um, okay, so try to bear with me because this is the weirdest stuff. So she sends me this 
video of a video. So she, so she puts a video on, I guess it was back when, when cell phones weren't quite where she could text it to me or send it to me. I mean, in 2012. So she had made a video and then she had taken a video of that video and she had made it to where you could tell that it was on a sofa. You could like tell that it was on a sofa. It was, this was really bizarre stuff. Okay, so I'm looking at him like, what is this? And I'm just looking at it. I'm like, and why did she send this to me? And I don't think that she necessarily sent it to anyone else. I don't know. It was like the weirdest thing. Um, but when you looked at it, it was like she had she had done this um, like stunt. And there was this like aberration that had come like completely out of her. And it was her face. It, it was, I, I'm talking, this is the most bizarre stuff. And I ended up looking at it over and over again. And I'm like, it was like she sent me this these messages that I didn't get until the summer of 2018. And... It was a, a really, really, really wild time in my life. My my family and friends, but mostly family, really felt like I had completely like gone off the deep end. Like they thought that I was like I had a psychotic break. I was really afraid that they may put me in a psych psychiatric facility that was my biggest fear and that somebody would just drug me up because I had this complete change in perception um like I was saying I started to get these impressions and and so I'm gonna I'm gonna try to describe right now like some of of what went down, like I could, I knew for sure, there were some things that I knew for sure. One of them, the biggest one was that reality was not what we thought it was or what we've been told it was. So it's not like there's this, this general reality. There, there is, there is awareness, there is consciousness there is infinite intelligence. I'm not entirely sure they're not all the same, one in the same. Um, but everybody is in their own reality and everybody is creating their reality. I actually, I started to see that. And quite frankly, from my point of view, that was pretty ominous as well. I, I was pretty discouraged by that by that actual knowledge that I create my reality and 
And how am I going to turn my thoughts in a way and basically consistently turn away from fear and things that I do not want to experience and be very, very, very strict with my intentionality, my thoughts, you know, um, and it was like, I couldn't be lazy anymore. I couldn't, uh, I had to start a discipline and, um, and then I started to also see that there were dimensions. I could f- feel it more than actually see it. I could, I could feel this sense of, of dimensions. And then I had learned later that there are infinite dimensions you know, some people try to talk about like the 7th, the 8th, the 10th, the 11th, you know, the, but there's actually infinite dimensions. Um, and then like this, also this sense of time, like, like almost as, as if everybody is in their own time line as well. Like, and if you think about it, it's kind of true. Like, like, okay, so right now I'm, I'm in a certain space in my house and I have, my child is in a different space in this house. My child has their own reality and their own timeline. And then I am in every given moment, pretty much like every once in a while we'll share a timeline, like. We might share a meal together. We might share a conversation. So we come together in our perspective timelines and then we sort of walk away and have our own. But it even gets in more depth than that because multiple timelines are all happening simultaneously because time is not the way we think it is. It's not linear. It's not... um, Everything is just sort of suspended in a certain way in movement, but not in the sense that we we have perceived it, like the past, the, the present, and the future. It's like the present. It's always the present. We are always have awareness in the presence it's it's actually the present is all we actually have. I mean, we think we have the past, but the past is actually gone. <laughs> I hope this makes sense. I hope this isn't as uh as like um uh <laughs> as bizarre as I you know, it's like it's very, very hard to describe. Um, I also, you know, and this is like another really bizarre thing about my, my experience is that I had been for years, I guess since about the time that my, my niece, but I had, even when I was very, very young, like, um, when I was super young, I had like friends that I could not see imaginary friends, um, so I'd always like wondered if I was like schizophrenic or something. I mean, not really. 
I never really actually wondered that. To be honest, I wondered if people would think I was schizophrenic if I shared that I I hear I hear entities. And and I had always known that my dad, because my dad passed away when I was 22, so I knew that my dad had been with me for years. And But he really started talking to me around the same time that my niece passed away. So I, so my niece is talking to me, my dad talks to me. You know? <laughs> Other people in my life actually come to visit, but they don't necessarily stay. Like, um, I get impressions from people. They come and they visit me and then they go on their way but there was this other understanding excuse me for my aunt there was this other understanding that and this is bizarre this is really kind of weird that that I'm not entirely sure that people always come to the earth through birth like Sometimes I I wonder if they, like, just sort of jump into somebody else's body, I, and and I and I really feel like it's agreed upon, like like maybe before birth they um, were not aware of it. This is just something that has come to me. I. I had the perception of somebody very significant to me had multiple entities in him. I I couldn't necessarily see it, but I perceived it uh that there were multiple entities in this person, not that this person was schizophrenic. Um which is making me wonder about schizophrenia itself recently. Uh I don't really know exactly what that is. Like I'm I'm need to do a little bit more investigating, but um I mean cuz if you really want to get down to it, like um Joan of Arc. Joan of Arc, I've actually bought the book this book by um Tom uh god, I'm not sure what his name is right now. Uh I need I can't remember right now. Um he had done this this work on Joan of Arc. Well, Joan of Arc heard voices. So I guess you could say Joan of Arc was schizophrenic. But people don't believe that Joan of Arc was schizophrenic. They believe that she was hearing, you know, God um or angels or whoever speaks to us. Because, I mean, theoretically, God speaking through angels or speaking to us in impressions of some sort. Um, but there was also this understanding that I, I didn't know. Like, I, I really felt like I had angels in my, my, my... I perceived that my dad told me that I had an entourage, that I had a... Um, and I, I thought it had animals in it as well. It wasn't even just people. Um, and now I, I perceive that it's a pretty big entourage. Uh, like, pretty big. 
uh, and I can actually feel it. Sometimes I, I really, I really like bask in it. <laughs> I sort of, um, I sort of see them as the light. They're just like these light beings that are all around me. Um, and sometimes I can still feel them. But the summer of 2018, I could hear that. I mean, they were just talking to me just pretty continuously for a period of time. It was about three months of... I still get these things that happen all the time. Every day I have synchronicities every day of my life. I have synchronicity. And I, I'm i starting to wonder if they are just as profound and as frequent as they were that summer, but I'm just used to it. Because when you first start living like this, you know, I had to, I really had to start, um, I had to ask myself the question, Okay, what are my options here? And I'll tell you, these were my options. Okay, I thought, okay, maybe I'm dead and don't know it. Maybe I'm, I'm, I have a brain tumor. That was another thing I thought. Uh, maybe I am completely crazy. Maybe I'm in a coma and don't know it. And then I had my fifth thing, and that was that I'm having a God experience. And even with the God experience, it was, it was nothing like, like what I thought it was going to be like this place of utter, you know, bliss, like just constant bliss and joy and everything is good. It had moments of that. But in the beginning, it also had moments of like horridness it's the only way I know how to describe it it was like this this I mean like the highest of high and the lowest of low and so it was like I I was like vacillating between heaven and hell like literally I mean it was it was really really challenging and all the while I'm just getting these like these synchronicities just one on top of each other and I'm and I don't even know what's happening to me really I mean I really didn't know um and so I have all of these events that happen that summer and and I'm just changed I'm just different I I'm I and there is no going back it's I, I likened it to being out of the matrix. It was like I just had this this understanding. And the other thing is this understanding of my not understanding. Like it's kind of like the term, you, the more you know, the less you know. So my niece, um, but part of the reason I really, um, so that summer at one point I, 
I had gone outside. I had actually been in, they were really talking to me a lot during this time and they had instructed me to go outside and I, I guess wash my car. I don't remember all of it, but I, I'm out and I'm, I'm washing my car and I look up and I see this, what I perceive to be a person, uh, it didn't look like a ghost to me. Uh, it was a, a person dressed, um, in black, uh, from like pretty much head to toe. And she had this, she had a bandana on her head and she had this really long, braid it would have been on the left side like on the left side that it was going like down the side of her and she was looking at me and she was smiling and I'm looking at her and I'm like who is that and I'm looking at her and she's going around the corner going around the corner and then I go running to see her and she's gone. So she's like categorically gone. And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking about it. And at some point, I I get this realization that I believe that it was my niece. That I actually saw my niece. I saw her. Nobody in my family believes that that's true, but I, it doesn't matter what people think. Which led me to something that actually completely makes sense to me, and that is that I do believe that we cannot see other dimensions because we've been told that we can't. So we've been told that it is demonic and and terrible thing to hear um, people who are not alive. It's to communicate with people who are not in this dimension is to engage in Satanism. That's what we've been told by the church. And so all of these things that we believe to be true you know, but I started to think about how this isn't so far-fetched because they saw Jesus. They supposedly, I mean, the, the same people who believe that you can't see dead people believe that Mary and some of the disciples saw Jesus after he passed away. So so that's kind of like bizarre, isn't it? And so and so <laughs> but here's another thing that is really really freaky is these different times where I have seen people and I was like I've gotten this impression um of my niece and other people. I remember 
I was working at a, I was working as a coach and I was in a childcare center and this girl, I mean, she just reminded me so much of my niece. And I don't really understand how this is possible. And this, this sounds really bizarre, but if versions of ourself do split, if there are parallel us's, in in these infinite amounts of dimensions, like there's some theorists who say that every choice we make, all the other choices went on in some parallel life. It's so bizarre. It's actually so bizarre, but like for me, it makes a lot more sense than the weirdness of what we actually believe to be true that we that we that we are born here to learn all kinds of lessons and um you know we've been taught so much to like to suffer and the suffering of Jesus on the cross and God demanding the shedding of blood for the forgiveness of sins uh you come here you suffer and then you die and then you retire to some happy place where there's bliss forevermore and and like that this what would be the whole reason for like actually being here? Like it's some kind of like punishment. It's almost as if this is like literally purgatory. And that makes no sense to me whatsoever at this point. The only thing that makes sense to me at this point is that we are, we are born here because it's just amazing. Because life itself, awareness, consciousness, the aspect of God that we are, this planet is so amazing. And life is amazing. Like it's amazing to be a woman and have a baby in your belly and to give birth and to care for this child and watch them grow and to have family routines where you get together these different times of year and you celebrate and you cook and all these amazing meals and and you hike and you go on adventures and you you do something that you love and you get paid to do that and and you form we form bonds with people and and we form these camaraderies and we have people that we can talk to and 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 enjoy our time here and we go through these different seasons of our life and we get to learn how to read and do math and and write and learn a craft that we might enjoy play a musical instrument go and dance uh say hello to people we get to go like eat a meal, go to a restaurant and eat something that somebody else has created. I mean, life here, I mean, if you look around at all there is, like just all of the birds 
and and the insects and the flowers and cactus and pine trees and the diversity of we have the ocean and we have land and we have all these continents and people who are different so many differences we're all human you know we're all we have the humanity and then we have like whales and dolphins and octopus and I mean it is this is the most amazing place sea turtles I mean when you think about it you could just go on and on and on forever because it's just so miraculous this life And so, and so there it is. I, I, I know I share these things, but my niece, so sometimes I wonder, you know, if souls, if my niece actually lives in me, like maybe a part of her, a fraction of her decided to just come and live inside with me (laughs) and experience I don't know she was so incredibly special as really really beautiful like really sweet soul just like the depth of her she was really intelligent and really caring and she used to take my my mother. So she got to know my mom. And she was... Uh, she would go take her places. They would go to the symphony together or just do things. I mean, she just was really sweet that way. And um, I remember when she was really little... My sister used to watch my niece and nephew from my other sisters so and other children. So she had like this in-home child care when, when my niece was like two years old. So my nephew would have been like four. And then my other nephew would have been around two-ish. But anyway, my sister had asked me to come over. So I came over and I was... And my sister said that when when they did something, she would give them M&Ms. Well, her son didn't do it, and he started to cry. And so my niece walked over and held out her hand to give him some of her M&Ms at two years old. She was just sweet. She was always like that. Just a really kind, generous person. And so she she remained with me that summer, and I just really felt her presence tonight when I was trying to meditate. I had um, done quite a few YouTubes around her, the subject of her, but I... 
you know, and it's also a kind of a, it has been kind of a challenge for me personally because my my sister, her mother, and my brother-in-law, I don't believe that they would want me talking about her at all under the context of which I talk about her because they do not believe, they believe me to be a witch. And under the influence of the devil. And so, and so it's, it's really, you know, you know, and they've actually asked me that. My brother-in-law videotaped me one time without my permission. Um, and I, I'm not really sure. The only thing I can think of is that he took the video to make sure that he could watch it later, but also maybe to take to his minister. Um, anything that is different, anything that is out of the their belief system. And... And I, I think it's so interesting, but one of the things that I said to him, you know, and I'm not comparing myself to Jesus, I am not doing that. However, they did say that Jesus was under the influence of the devil as well. Because he talked about things that were out of the norm. He talked about these crazy notions as love and love being the only true motivating factor that really matters. The love of God and the love of each other. And if everybody was acting in love of God and love of each other, I mean, could you imagine what life on earth could be really like? But she is and always will be so incredibly special to me as in my niece. But I did tell him when he asked me, I really believe that that my, you can kind of tell that I'm not under the influence of the devil because Everything that I am about is about love and light and goodness. It's about love, light, and goodness. And I, I, if I were, if I were under the influence of something negative, it would be pretty obvious, wouldn't it? I my fruit would be would not there would be no fruit from what I'm speaking of and so thank you so much for listening I appreciate you so incredibly much and I will be back with other ideas and that's a wrap